present unto you none only than our very own first lady here in the upper room. Come on, church, let's be evangelists. Worry with a hearty amen as she come and bless us through the word of God. Come on, let's give God a praise for evangelists. Worry. for your goodness, your mercy, and all that you have bestowed upon us. We stand once more and again in your presence, knowing that we are able to do what you have called us to do. We stand in the realm of obedience, that others who are disobedient may see the reward of those that are willing and obedient, that they eat the fat of the land. We thank you today for just keeping us one more day, just one more day in the land of the living. We thank you for keeping our heart and our mind because you promised to keep the mind if we keep it stayed on you. And for those blessings that you bestowed upon us, we say thank you. We realize you didn't have to, but you did. Yeah. And we realize you had to because you said so. Amen. So we thank you for being a God of your word, a God we can trust and depend on because you can't say something and not do it. Yes. And we thank you today, God, because you have rendered help. You have caused us to have strength unmeasurably yes. to be able to endure the hardships we had. But you have been good. <laughs> you have been good. And we say thank you. We ask you to bless every home that's represented here today. Bless it indeed. Enlarge its territory. And keep your hand down upon it and all manner of evil away from it. In the name of Jesus. We thank you for the angel of this <laughs> Strengthen his heart and his mind and bless his endeavorment that he may continue to do what you have called him to do. And we thank you for your love, your mercy, your kindness, and watching over us, oh God. Keeping your word towards us that we can trust you. We can rely on you. In Jesus' name, we pray and praise you. Hallelujah. While you're yet standing, turn to Proverbs 4 and 23. And I will be coming out of the New International Version. Proverbs 4, verse 23. N-I-V. If you don't have it, listen. Above all else, guard your heart. 
Yes. For everything you do flows from it. And if I were useful of thought today, on guard for every unguarded moment, right. you may be seated in the presence of the God. Of the Lord. <laughs> you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The heart. If we ask why the heart is chosen, rather than, under, than understanding the judgment or memory, we find our answer in the fact that the understanding may be, may be always subject to circumstance. Sometimes you don't understand what's going on, so there's confusion. So understanding may always be subject to circumstances or may be enfeebled to disease. The judgment may be in error and the memory may fail. There are three reasons why the heart is chosen. A pathological. It is the fountain of life through which the blood passes to be distributed to every part of the system. Stop the heart and death follows. The heart is the region of sensibility. When the great passions of hope and fear, of love and hate, of joy and sorrow take hold of a man, he realizes the sensation in the region of the heart. Mm -hmm. The intellect is controlled by the heart more than the heart by the intellect. Mm -hmm. Men do not follow their thinkings, but their feelings. Yet there are teachers proclaiming a religion of pure intellect, excluding the passions or feelings of the soul. Christianity appeals to the emotions. What do we do with the heart? Keep it. The keeping, we are not to destroy our appetites and passions, but to keep them in subordination Keeping the heart is not murdering it. Mm. Vigilance is the price of everything good and great in earth or heaven. Nothing but unceasing watchfulness can keep the heart in harmony with God's heart. Mm. You gotta watch mm. or you will become subject to anything. The heart is the source of all human conduct. Because how you feel about a person, how you treat a person, is really how you feel about them. Amen. Amen. Say it again. How you treat a person is really how you feel about them. Right. If you treat them kindly, you feel kindly towards them. If you treat them, treat them mean, you feel mean towards them. So it's how we treat people that determines where our heart really is. Right. If you're cold, you're really cold towards them. Mm -hmm. 
So the greatest and basest actions of men did once exist, exist excuse me, as a simple and insignificant thought. The greatest and basest actions of men did once exist as a simple and insignificant thought. The rushing forth of purpose might easily have been checked at the gate of the stronghold. Whereas when once beyond control, the consequences might prove such as we never attempted to anticipate. Every man is that really which he is in his heart. So you can't fake it. Because your heart won't speak. The Bible says out of the, out of the mouth, the abundance of the heart speaks. You think you're just saying stuff off the top of your head. Oh, I didn't mean to say it. You meant it. Because it was in your heart. You're only going to pump out what's in your heart. Every man is that really which is he is in his heart. Conduct is not always a trustworthy basis of estimate. Because you can have good conduct but have a horrible heart. Amen. You know how to sit and fold your hands, but you don't know how to shut your mouth. Amen. <laughs> the heart imparts a, imparts a tinge and character to those streams which issue from it. It only going to flow out the issues that's on your heart. It's only going to pour out what's on your heart. If you're bitter, it's going to come out. You're hateful, it's going to come out. Prejudice, it's going to come out. Those are the issues that's flowing from your heart. And it says that it's in there, and you have to let it flow out. Amen. The scripture represents the heart of a man as not in a trustworthy condition. Right. And therefore, the more to be diligently kept and guarded. Talking about their heart. The more you feel like, oh, my heart is fine, you better keep it diligently and guarded. Amen. Amen. The fact that out of the heart come the issues of life adds to the importance of this counsel. On guard for every unguarded moment. Mm -hmm. Matthews 26, 33 and 35 through 35. Matthews 26, 33 to 35. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never, <laughs> yet will I never, I will never be offended. We talked about that. Your mouth saying something, your heart isn't. He said, I will never be offended. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night, this very night, Peter, before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me three times. Thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise, also said all the disciples. Hmm. Yeah. 
we talk about Peter, how he said he would never deny him, but we fail to realize his buddy said the same thing. So why were we persecuting Peter when they all vowed to not deny him? Jesus had told them that he was going away, that is, was about to die. Peter asked him, where are you going? And Jesus replied that he could not follow him then, but should afterward. In other words, where I'm going right now, you, you're not ready for that. You, you will never be able to make it by what you're about to do. And Jesus replied that he could not follow him then, but should afterward. Peter, not satisfied with that, he said that he was ready to lay down his life for him. Wow. I mean, people say, I got your back. I got your back. Well, you, if you need me, call me. If you want need your help, I'll be right there. Where are they? You call, they won't answer. You go to the house and knock on the door, see all their stuff laid out there, knowing they in there. And they won't let you in. Oops. What happens? You become hurt, discouraged, because you need help and they won't help you. It's not as if they can't or they don't have the ability to do it. They just won't. Amen. Because I'm finding out people saying, if I struggle, what's wrong with you struggle? But that was not the issue why Jesus came. He came to take the struggle out of our life. But because we fail to pass on the continuity of Jesus, we find ourselves putting people in a strain rather than at ease. So all the disciples said the same thing. Then Jesus distinctly informed them that all of them would forsake him that very night. Not just you, Peter. Your pal pal's going to do it too. So Jesus simply was saying, you will all stumble at me being taken. I will be abused. I will be belittled. And I will appear to you as being nothing. And you will be ashamed to own me as a teacher. And to acknowledge yourselves as my disciples. Me being betrayed will prove a snare to you all. You will be guilty of the sin of forsaking me. And by your conduct of denying me. In other words, your heart is going to speak. Because my father will give me up to the deep sorrows to bear the burden of the world's atonement alone. So that's why he told Peter, you can't do this now because I got to do this for you. And after I bear this atonement for you, then you can die. 
They all fled at the approach of danger. Uh -huh. <laughs> Forsaking their master and friend. And practically denying they knew him. Peter's interaction with Jesus and the disciples reflects a leader who is impulsive, ambitious, self-assertive, and quick to commit without fully understanding the meaning of Jesus' words or actions. Yeah, I got your back. I got your back. Didn't mean you had to come out and give me something. Didn't know that it meant that you got to give up, get out your bed and help me. Didn't know that on your day off, instead of relaxing, you got to help me move. But I got your back. I got your back. I, I'm there for you. Call me if you want me. I will be there. But 1 Corinthians 10 and 12 says, Wherefore let them that think if he standeth mm -hmm. take heed lest he fall. Mm -hmm. They had a saying in the world in the song says, Put your money where your mouth is, or you ain't saying nothing. <laughs> I think everyone has been guilty of moving too quickly through the sequence of events that preceded Peter's downfall. Mm -hmm. I often jump from Peter's bold declaration that he would die for Jesus and never deny him to the rooster crow that signaled his first denial. Mm -hmm. However, our mistakes don't just happen all at one time. Come on, come on. You don't just, oh, I'm him. No. You ponder that thing. Or you see something happen that you didn't expect to happen. And when it happens, it kind of draws you up. Mm -hmm. Makes you step back and look and say, do I really want to be a part of that? Yeah. Well, I know what I'm talking about. You in the game, but you ain't in the game. Yeah. So let's look closer at the events that led up to this moment in Peter's life. Mm -hmm. What if it wasn't Peter's weakness that led him to failure? but rather his strength. Remember, he was strong. He wasn't scared of nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I cuss you. I'm going to get you. Mess with my Jesus, I'm going to get you. It wasn't the fact that he was weak, because oftentimes we look at our weakness and kind of lean on that and say we can't do. But it's the things we say boldly that we will never do. We find ourselves doing those mm -hmm. things. Amen. He said, I never, I will never deny you. Many of us are well acquainted with our weaknesses. You know what you're capable of. I can't do that. <coughs> I can never do that. Because you know what you are capable or you cannot do. We know the things that we lean into when we are not healthy. Come on. But we don't really consider our strengths <laughs> as places where we can fall short and miss the mark. Because mm -hmm. I got this. Because mm -hmm. <coughs> I got this. And anytime you got this, you can rest for sure you're going to miss this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I can, I can handle this. I can, I can deal with this. And I can make it over here. I can, I can endure this. Mm -hmm. You got all of that going for you, but yet you can't do it. You don't view your 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 strength as becoming a weakness mm -hmm. because you said it. Remember, I, I, I can beat them. I can beat them. How many times a boxers have proclaimed that they can beat the other boxer, mm -hmm. and the odds were not against that boxer; it was against the underdog. Mm -hmm. But it was the underdog that not the one that was supposed to been able to handle him. He had it going on, the criteria, he had the strength, the build, the structure, he trained. But he wasn't able to do what he said. Yep. Yep. Amen. One of Peter's strengths was his bold personality. Yeah, what? <laughs> you don't know my man Jesus. Y'all yeah, better go sit down somewhere. Bold personality. He wasn't afraid or ashamed really of Jesus. It's just what took place in Jesus' life. He never saw Jesus defeated. He never saw anyone lay their hands on him except for that soldier and he sliced his ear. But listen to this. It's the thing that sometimes God got to bring you down a peg or two. Amen. When Peter touched it, sliced off the soldier's ear, Jesus said, live by the sword, you're going to die by it. And Peter was confused. Mm -hmm. Come on. Because his actions was, were never rebuked. Mm -hmm. But this time, Jesus rebukes him, not privately, but publicly. And that will alter you. You ever got beat in front of your friends? Yes, I did. You bragged on your daddy or your mama, my daddy ain't gonna do my mama don't do that. My mama, mama, daddy, daddy, mama, daddy, mama, daddy come out of nowhere and bust you upside your head and you looking stupid. You want to go hang out and she told you not to hang out. You want to go do your thing and she found you doing your thing. <laughs> Didn't care who was around you because she privately told you not to go. Amen. So you publicly embarrassed her and she publicly whooped you. <laughs> so, what, so Peter's strength was his bold personality. I think that's part of the reason why Jesus called Peter in the first place. Because he could take charge, move quickly, act with passion, and do the things Jesus called him to do without reservation. Wow. Jesus wanted this kind of personality on his team. Yes, he, did. he needs that bold person. I ain't going back for nothing. And I don't care what comes your way, the enemy will come up behind you and slap you in the back of your head. And if you're not careful, you're going to fall down. Amen. Because when you brag on your strength, you just set yourself up for fail. I don't know how people leave Jesus. I don't know why people disrespect the, the words of the Lord. 
And you and your gullible moment. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. That's why the Bible says judge not lest you be judged. Amen. Amen. Talk about people. Mind your business. Let them, they fall or pray and let them get up. Amen. All that, look at them. Like, hey, I'm over there. And I'm over here. And I'm climbing the door. Shut up. Because your lips are going to set you up. Amen. Amen. He never learned how to guard his strength. Excuse me. The problem was that Peter never learned how to put a governor on his gift. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you need help with your gift. Yes. He never learned how to guard his strength, and an unguarded strength is a double weakness. Nothing can get you into more trouble than your strength. Uh -oh. My God, yeah. Are you a people person? Do you thrive off the energy of other people? If this strength goes unguarded, you can find yourself thriving not only on the energy of others, but also on the acceptance of others. Perhaps compromising values and beliefs to fit in with whomever is in at the moment. Mm -hmm. You in, you in, I'm down, I'm down, yeah, I'm down. And you come on, meet me at such and such a time, or come over at such and such a time. And you got all this stuff prepared for them to come over at, at such and such a time, and they don't show up at such and such a time. Embarrassing, wow. humiliating, because you prepared for them to come. Mm -hmm. You don't need validation from people. Amen. Amen. You don't need to hear people say a job well done. Mm -hmm. Just do it for the glory of God. Oh, to the glory of God. You don't. You don't need nobody to pile you or follow you around and say, "Hey, hey, 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 hey you got it together. I'm proud of you. I love you." Because if you depend on somebody honoring you, you're not going to honor God. You may have a leadership gift and a mind for strategy and vision. That's a gift. Amen. But if that strength goes unguarded, you may find yourself manipulating people and situations Ooh. to execute yeah. your own agenda mm -hmm. rather than championing on others' skills, contributions, and gifts. Because you got it all down pat. You don't need nobody else to walk with you. And if they show up with their gifted self, you're going to belittle them. You're going to find one weak area in them to make sure they don't look better Then you become a leader with blurry morals, mm -hmm. a bloody moral line, and your unguarded strength becomes Double weakness. Bless you so much. Cause you don't put, you know, you you don't have a president without a vice president. Yes. Right. Amen. 
And honestly, the president doesn't do the work. It's the vice president. We give the president all these accolades and props and, and, and all the president, the president, but the president doesn't do the job. He just okays it or disapproves it. Because then you got to go to the Senate. You got to go to the House and the Senate. And if the House don't agree and the Senate agree, there's an imbalance in the system. So the president is waiting for the, for the, for the Senate and the House to agree in order to give his approval or disapproval. So you can't be a monkey running the whole shop. Amen. Yeah, that one monkey don't stop. Yes, it will. Because if you taking on all, if I had to work the camera, if I had to work the the, the, the choir, I got to do the music, I got to do the floors, because you make a sweet floor, make sure everything clean. If I had to do all of that by myself, somebody going to find me passed out in somebody's corner. So when God sends people in to help, that's exactly what they're supposed to do. Don't get intimidated because somebody's a little more anointed than you in that area. Ride with it. Because that anointing makes you look great. So perhaps you're good with money. You could be so good with money that soon all you think about is money. <laughs> you were anointed and gifted in one area, but you learned, that, oh, I can work these figures, and the figures start working you. Uh-oh. How you can get more, that's what you're thinking. How you can save more, if this goes unchecked, you begin to hoard it instead of giving it. Amen. And now you are greedy and not generous. Amen. Don't get more. Get more. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen the kids you just fed them and they want more? Yes. You're like, How, where are you? What? What else? You can't. You cannot put any more in that little body. Get the can. Get the can. And if you let them, they will. So now they're going to become glutton instead of satisfied with what they have. Or an overachiever. They can't stop here. They got to go over top of somebody. And after they over top, they got to go a little bit more to make themselves look good. Listen, self-gratification will kill you. Any strength we have that is not surrendered to Jesus can be used as a weapon against ourselves and against others. Y'all yep. can't see that one. I know it called me because he knew I can fly and I can jump and I can swim. And I, Okay, you're doing a triathlon. <laughs> you're just involved in a three, three, three skill race. But don't think you got it all together because if they ask you to do a trampoline, you're going to fall to pieces. <laughs> Any strength we have that is not surrendered to Jesus can be used as a weapon against ourselves and against others. Any strength we have that we do not allow Jesus to be part of will be a weapon against ourselves and others. 
You're not to think of yourself as higher than anyone else. Amen. We have to guard our stress. You read Proverbs 4.23, said, above all else, guard your heart. Mm -hmm. For everything you do flows from it. Mm -hmm. You slap somebody in the head, that's because that was in your heart. Mm -hmm. You lie on them to belittle them, that was in your heart. You're not saying, psych, I'm just playing. No, you coming from your heart. A lot of people destroy people and they say, I didn't mean nothing by it, but you pondered that thing in yeah, your yeah. heart before you did it. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah, amen. You was warming up to them amen. to see how bad you could hurt them. You befriended them. You caused them to trust you. And then you turned on them. Yeah. Because you saw their weak moment. Mm -hmm. And now you want to pounce on them like you're supposed to. Yeah. Because Peter was unwilling to accept the possibility of falling down. Look at it. Nobody likes to look bad. Amen. Amen. Yeah, be sharp. <laughs> and you start to be like, ah. And they call up with a slow walk. <laughs> <laughs> and you know everybody saw you stumble, but you played it all. Because no. <laughs> nobody wants to fall down. Nobody wants to look bad, especially when people already elevated them. Yeah. Amen. He was unprepared for his opportunity to stand up. Yeah. When you are afraid of falling, you are unprepared for your opportunity to stand up. Mm. <laughs> it's not how many times you fall. Shut your mouth. Amen. But can you get up from where you fall? Come on, Amen. come on. Can you come to the place and realize you need Jesus on every angle of your life so that if you fall forward, he's there. You fall to the side, he's there. You fall to the other side, he's there. You fall back, he's there to push you forward. Amen. You need him. Yeah. You can't do nothing without him. Come on, come on. You set yourself up to fail, and when you fall, you can't get up. Yeah, I've fallen, and I can't get up because you have no support. You went before God. It's just like putting a, a, a cart before the horse and expect the horse to move it. It ain't going to happen, Captain. Mm -hmm. You're going to fall and fail every time mm -hmm. because you go solo mm -hmm. by yourself. Mm -hmm. Or solo, you can't get up. Mm -hmm. So when we admit that we are prone to failure, mm -hmm. that our strengths aren't strong enough to save us, mm -hmm. we find the power to live righteously through Christ. Mm -hmm. You can't live without Christ. Amen. I got this. I got this. You got Amen. what? I, I still don't have it. Amen. I get up in the morning looking for Jesus. Yo! Jesus! Amen. Help! Mm -hmm. Why? Because when I start trusting me, I'm going to mess me up. Yeah. Amen. Trust yourself. See what happens. Mm -hmm. You 
can't trust yourself. You go to the bathroom to do one thing, you find out you're doing something else. You can't trust yourself. Am I right? I didn't mean for all that to happen. I came in here for one thing and all this other stuff started happening. So you can't trust yourself. Help me. When we admit that we are prone to failure, that our strengths aren't strong enough to save us, we find the power to live righteously through Christ. That's where your power comes from. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. When you lean on the spirit of God, you can't go wrong. You might feel like you're about to fall, but he got you. Because you're going by the spirit. They that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. If you go contrary to the leading of God, I promise you're going to fall. I'm just going to get up and go and do, do my my normal. You better get up and pray or read and make sure God gives you instructions. Amen. And follow. The scripture tells us to take heed when you stand lest you fall. Mm -hmm. When you think you got it together, all the God got this together. Oh, yeah, I'm standing. Mm -hmm. And then when you fall, you're hiding. Yep. You're hiding from people because you said out of your own mouth, I will never fall. I will never leave Jesus. I will never walk out with him. I will never deny him. But let a storm arise in your life. I promise you, you're going to walk out on him. Because if you don't trust, if you don't lean to Jesus, you're going to fall by any means necessary. You're going to go under. And that's why you got to do all that you can do to stand. Come on, come on. And you don't stand by yourself. Amen. When sin affects our opportunities to use our strengths, a perfect situation can become a perfectly wrong situation. When you allow sin and opportunity to rule in your life, when somebody needs a word from you, you can't give it to them. Uh, mm. So you have to evaluate your strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Romans 12 and 3 says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, every man that is among you, not, 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 no, 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 to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But see, if you want something done, you call me. I'll be the one. For he says, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, uh -huh, grace is given to every last one of us. Amen. Not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, Amen. but to think soberly. Well, see, I, I, I got all that under my belt. Look at my, look at my credentials. Mm -hmm. You can have a credential 
You can have a certificate. Mm -hmm. You can have a diploma. Mm -hmm. You can have a, a, a degree. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you won't mess up. Amen. So true. Bless you. Bless you. You don't always know what to do. Amen. Just because everybody, everybody come to me. Everybody come. So what? They come to you. Doesn't mean you have the answer every time. Everybody come to you. Amen. They don't. But to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measures of faith. Mm -hmm. Our faiths are different. Yeah. I have to faith in God, but what you believe in God for is different than what I'm believing him for. Amen. So I can't knock your faith and you can't knock mine. Amen. We just have to think soberly accordingly yes. as to the grace that's given unto you. If God gets you on top, got you to move on top of that mountain, go there. If he calls me to live in that valley and I'm living comfortably there and I'm doing what God's saying, he's blessing and meeting my needs in the valley. Amen. Everybody Amen. don't live on top of that mountain, y'all. Amen. Wow. But I'm being blessed. I'm going to take my valley. Amen. And I'm going to build whatever God wants me to build because in order for them to get to the top, they got to come to the bottom. Amen. Amen. Wow. So this confidence of Peter was entirely characteristic. He was ardent, sincere, and really attached to his master. Mm -hmm. Yet this declaration was made evidently. Mm -hmm. What? From true love to Jesus. He was really in love. He really loved him. Mm -hmm. From too much reliance upon his own strength. Come on. That's where he messed up. I got this. I got this. Always got something. <laughs> a cold too. <laughs> From ignorance of himself and of trials which he was soon to pass through. Mm -hmm. And it most notably teaches us that no strength, strength of attachment to Jesus can justify such assured promises of faithfulness. Made without dependence on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Say all you want. Trust me. <laughs> and if you're not dependent on Jesus, you better not trust nobody. I know Amen. that's right. I told you, you can't even trust yourself. Amen. That all promises to hold on to him should be made rel relying on him for aid. That we do not know how weak we are until we are tried. Uh -huh. so true. Peter, in his mind, in his heart, he would never deny him. But he was tried again. Something hit Peter before he got to the place of denying. He saw the vulnerability of his master. He saw him taken by force, surrounded by his enemies, and looked like he was captured. Uh -huh. Peter never saw that. What are things in your life that you never saw and you started to succumb to that? Because you didn't expect those things to happen. Come on. Amen. You never thought God 
would allow you to go through that thing. Amen. And yet it showed up at your door at your moment of saying, I love God. Come on, And if you put your trust in yourself, you're going to let you and God down. Come on. That's why the Bible says be rooted and grounded in his love. Amen. Because he knows a storm is coming. Amen. He knows you're going to be tried. He knows he's going to test you. Mm -hmm. He knows he's going to send you through the ringer. Come on, Evan. He knows you're going to cry. Come on. He knows people going to step on you. Come on. He knows people going to lie on you. He knows they're going to talk about you. He knows they're going to mistreat you. That's why you got to be rooted and grounded in his love. And when you're grounded in his love, nothing they say can move you. Glory to God. Paul said, I got wars within and wars without. But he said, none of these things move me. Why? He wasn't dependent on himself. He was trusting God to deliver him. And if you take your trust from God, you don't have no firm foundation of trust because you're about to go up. Talks about the man that built the house. It was two. One built it on the sand. And, and the Bible declares that the rain vehemently beat upon that house. Uh -huh. And that house fell. But there was another man who built his house on a rock. Uh -huh. And the rain vehemently fell. But that house stood. Yeah. What ground are you on today? Are you on your ground or God's ground? Because if you are God's ground, you're going to go through without any foundation. Hallelujah. Just like the man without a foundation, you're going to go through. But I guarantee you, if you stand on the rock, the rock that can't fail, the rock upholds, the foundation in what you can Good God, I'm tired. Uh -huh. 
what's on top. Everybody's gearing for success, but you ain't never seen failure like you're about to see now. So why would God allow me to fail just to humble you? Because before honor, there's humiliation. Can you handle when God's about to send you? He's about to send you someplace, and it ain't pretty. It don't look good. Flowers are not growing. There's no provision for you. You can't start your own business there. God said, I just want you to trust me. Because what I'm doing to you, I'm taking you from trusting you to trusting me.
Sitting down. 
God wants. Thank you, Jesus. But three times. Thank you, Jesus. You're going to do this in the earlier part of the night. Thank you, Jesus. Even before the cock crow. Jesus knew Peter better than Peter knew himself. And that's the thing. When God tells us no, we want to do yay. Because we feel like it's our time to go forward or to go up. And God said, I got you on hold for a moment. You're just going through this for a moment. The little while. It's the little while that you're going through. But because it's us, it seems like God has taken his time. He's forgotten me. He's letting a lie live over top of me. And I got to live under it. But God said there's a shift in the atmosphere. Oh, there's a shift. There's a shift. Yes, it is. Those that walked on you, you're going to be able to pick them up and walk with them. He said it, but he had no backup. Mm -hmm. 
You can say things, but if you ain't praying, if you ain't in the presence of God, anything you sell, say is irrelevant. Come on. Because you don't have anything to pull you through to say it. Amen. To pull you through to stand on it. God looking for somebody to totally trust. When you start praying, you believe what you pray. Jesus says, when you pray, you believe that you received it. Yes. You have to act as if it's in your possession. Amen. He was telling Peter, I want you to put that declaration in your possession. Amen. But because he didn't pray, he didn't what you don't understand, prayer is work. Yes, it does. <laughs> because when you start praying and the Holy Ghost takes over, you don't have a set time with God. Amen. The, the Bible says the, the Spirit prays for, for things that we don't know what to pray for. It honors unto God. It puts you in his presence yeah. to strengthen you, prepare you for a journey that you don't even know that you're about to undertake. Oh, and the journey is so severe, the pain is so severe that you're about to die. But prayer will keep you on your feet. It will keep you alive. Yes, How could Peter have the fortitude to die for Jesus if he couldn't even pray with Jesus? If you can't pray with Jesus, don't stop talking. Amen. He says, stay awake and pray that you are not led into temptation, Peter. I need you to stay awake. He didn't talk to nobody else. He was talking to Peter because Peter made a declaration that he knew Peter could not keep. But he said, if you pray just one hour with me, I'm going to my father because this cup that he gave me to drink is a bitter cup. Uh -huh. It's a hard cup. It's a heavy cup. And yet I got to lift it up so that God can cause me to fulfill what I came to do. My God, bless you. Even Jesus had to pray, y'all. He had to pray for strength for himself. Yes. He said, Father, remove this bitter cup. Yes. Crying, the Bible says that he was praying and sweat fell like drops of blood. That was heavy, hard. Praying. Turned around and said, not my will, Father, but your will be done. In other words, I got to take me out the picture. And put your glory there. Because if I keep me in the picture, I won't see the glory. I'll feel the pain before they touch me. But if I put your glory there, I can back up a few feet and say, Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. Forgive them for what they do. They have no understanding, not an inkling as to what they're doing. But I'm going to do it for your glory. I'm going to let them hang me. Hallelujah. I'm going to let them beat me.
This was the moment that would have prepared Peter's lips for a resounding yes. This was the moment. The moment that would have prepared him for the greatest battle he'd ever fight within his soul. Peter decided to sleep rather than to pray. And he left his spirit unguarded. How many times have you left your spirit unguarded because you wouldn't pray or you couldn't pray? your spirit was unguarded. You went down. Down, down, down. Hallelujah. Just to realize in order to get back up, get back up in this thing, I got to pray. Strengthen me. Help me. Let me be focused on you and you. Let me hear I'm about to see you through a storm. 
verse 28 and 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. But whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. It's a battle. And God told the Israelites, choose ye this day. This day, whom you will serve. Will it be God or will it be man? You gotta make a decision. And you have to stand on it. Don't, you can't be in and out with God. He said, you're no more children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Pray. You don't understand something, pray. Things happening, pray. Because when you pray, God will show you just why he allowed that to happen in your life. But if you don't pray, you're going to become a victim of your own circumstance. And I urge you today, don't just make declarations, but go in prayer. Look at the world around us. We're talking about the world, but have we presented the world to God? The church lost this power. They don't pray without prayer. You got can't. God can't do anything unless you ask him. That's right, that's right. Why didn't he destroy Jake, uh, Abraham when he kept asking him, it be 45, it be 30, it be 35, like he was having an auction. Because God wanted them to know that I can't do nothing without your permission. Yes. Oh, yes. Told Moses, he said, I'm going to free those people. He said, well, why are you calling me? You're going to do it. He said, but I can't invade heaven and the earth because earth I've given it to men. And heaven belonged to me. You can't direct anything up here. It's like I can't violate my word in giving you power. Remember? He said, I created man in my image and my likeness and I've given him dominion. God can't have dominion over your dominion. So what are you failing to present to God for help? Because without God, without man, God can. And without God, man can. Man won't. We gotta give God an opportunity to work and wait on him. Yeah. Our problem is we put a lot of action out the work and have to spend them to do it. No, wait on him. Wait. Because he's going to teach you some things. He's going to teach you him. Absolutely. He's not going to teach you you. He's going to teach you him. And when he teaches you, that's a lesson. That's right. <laughs> a lesson well learned. I pray that you become blessed today. Yeah. I pray that you be on guard for every unguarded moment. I pray that you realize and recognize that you have an adversary. The devil, he is seeking whom he may devour. But I pray that you understand that Jesus said, I prayed that your faith fail not. When you get stripped, go back and strengthen your brother. Call to a mighty job. And only you and you alone can accomplish.
accomplish this with the help of God. I pray that you submit yourself to God. Disregard all of the disrespect and the things that people are saying negatively to you to keep you out of the presence of God. Pray the prayer of Paul. I press. I press for the mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus. Not only do I press, but I put those things behind me. Now I press in his presence. <laughs> I just don't want God to hear me. I want him to be with me while I'm talking. What is
with you.